Real Talk with Grace Redman features conversations with fierce and fabulous people from Grace's community and circle who inspire others with their stories of overcoming challenges to create amazing. Grace is an entrepreneur and success coach who works with individuals to diminish their negative mental chatter, boost their confidence, achieve their goals, and increase their prosperity mindset. Get ready for a series of Anything Goes conversations with remarkable men and women that will get you jazzed for life's unlimited possibilities of success, freedom, and fun. Welcome to Real Talk with Grace Redman. I am Grace Redman, and thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Real Talk where I get to have the privilege and gift to connect with incredible people from my circles and communities who've overcome challenges and created amazing. And today I have the talented Chris Growth with me. Chris is an intuitive energy healer, archangel life coach, spiritual teacher, and best-selling author. Her fiction books in the Soul Healing series, Soliloquy and Solicitude, weave together her love of women's fiction and romance with her knowledge and experience in spirituality and healing. For over 20 years, Chris has worked with clients all over the world through healing sessions, classes, and sound healing meditations. Now, through these books, she brings this healing and wisdom to a wider audience. And I am going to welcome Chris Growth right now. Hey, Chris. I'm so excited to be here with you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so excited too. I was worried that I might have to call you and cancel, but no, I'm I'm good and here and I'm excited to chat with you about this amazing project. Thank you. Yeah, it's um, two books out now. Yes. So. <laughs> How exciting. And on my favorite, healing and romance. How exciting is that? I know. <laughs> In a fiction format, which I really don't usually read fiction, um, but now I've lately realized that there's so much to gain from fiction, from the fantasy, from the fiction. Mm -hmm. And there is healing in it. And that's something that you talked about. Yeah. You know, when when you when you read fiction or you read a story, you you're drawn into the characters and you're you're feeling what they're feeling and you're going, you're you're experiencing things with them. You can you can escape into a book, you can, you know, try different things in a book that you'd never you know, experience in your everyday life. Mm -hmm. So, so reading fiction, you're able to, um, to go through a process or a journey with the character as if it were your own. Mm -hmm. And so by doing this in a book, in, in a healing, you know, as I, I bring in the, the healing and the transformation in this fictional story, you're able to go along with that character and experience what the, the healing journey that she is on and then be able to take some of that in for yourself or, or see how it could be applied to your life. Um, or, or even to know that, Oh, you know, I've been there too. I I've felt that way. I've, I've experienced that. And so it's, it's like, um, it gives you, gives you a window into what it would be like in everyday life, but it also, um, shows that, you know, our experiences aren't unique it, that, you know, we're not alone in all of these things that we're going through that other people um, experience them as well. That's so true that we're not alone. And it is through stories. I've recently um, read something where it says our mind learns through stories, through metaphor. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense that you've taken, you know, the traditional self-help um, book and created this fiction to create the healing process for the reader. Mm -hmm. Right. 
Um, Something that you talked about is um, we definitely gain from self-help books, of course. I mean, I have my mm -hmm. own self-help book coming out in November, but what more can we read, gain out of the fiction? I mean, you said we can, you know, be part of the story, but what else is there that we can gain from the fiction stories, like healing, um, metaphors, what can we gain from them? Well, you, you can, um, you know, a, as you're, as you're reading the, um, the experiences of, of the, the character, you can, um, learn how, how, sh how she's working through these issues. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, there, there will be some, um, uh, spiritual practices that she does to to connect yeah. with her soul and to uh, learn how to um, how to get her own answers. Um, so in in the first book, Soliloquy, uh, Lily is um, she's lost and she you know everything in her life seems like it should be perfect, but she's not happy. And so she's trying to figure out you know why isn't she happy with all this? You know she's she's got the she's got the job, she's got the guy, she's got you know everything you know should be great. Right. But, but she's not happy. So how does she, um, how does she find those answers of what, what is missing and what, what would make her life more meaningful or help her to find that happiness that she's seeking. So she has to learn to connect with her soul. And so there's a lot of um, the, the spiritual teachings in there, but, but everyday practices that, you know, we can do. She's, she learns to journal to, so she's, Mm. Each um, each chapter starts off with a journal entry where she's talking to her soul and trying to trying to figure this out. And some days it's crickets and some days, you know, she's like, I, I get this, but I don't know what this means. You know, it's like, and I think we can all relate to that. You know, some days, you know, we're we we're asking the questions, but, you know, what are we getting? I don't I don't understand. Right. <laughs> Right. Means. I could totally relate to that because some days the messages just flow right in. And some days I'm like, hello, spirit, where are yeah. you? Talk to me. So <laughs> well, and sometimes the there's, you know, like all these messages. But how do you know which is, you know, what do I what do I act on? What do you know? What does this mean for me? I don't I don't know what to do. Right. Um, so so it, it, it's um, we're going with Lily on this journey as she's figuring these things out and and helping her to make um, decisions from that um, aligned soul space rather than, you know, trying to figure it out in our heads of, you know, because she went with with what made sense on paper and what, you know, this, mm. this should should be what makes me happy, but it's not. So since that wasn't working, then try something else. And um, well, you just um, hit a point everything looks good on paper, you mm -hmm. know, like you said, her, her, her life and she had the guy in the career, but then something um, was missing. And that's, we were just talking about that. We're taught like, okay, this is how it's supposed to look. You're supposed to, you know, go to school, get a job and then, you know, be in this career. Mm -hmm. And that's not always the way it unfolds. Mm -hmm. And I know that you, you know, we both went that journey and you recently had the courage to step out, step out and do what makes you happy. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Taking the courage <laughs> to kind of get out of the norm. I know, you know, it, uh, my journey has been an evolution too. I started working in a hospital and then I went off on, you know, to do my own practice and my own business. And, you know, then, you know, then doing more of the um, 
spiritual side of things rather than the medical. And, and now, um, now it's evolved even further to, to taking these experiences and writing books about them. So it's, um, you'd think a fiction author from my, um, a healer would be, you know, <laughs> two completely opposite things and yet, yet they're woven together. So, so I'm writing stories that, that reflect the work that I do, um, and the, the healing and the, mentoring and things that I've worked through with my clients are woven through the stories of this book. Beautiful. So. And, and I want to go back to kind of that, that courage of stepping out because I witnessed your journey it was an incredible journey. What was the motivating, motivating factor? Because it's not easy to leave stability to go, you know, always do what we love. Mm -hmm. what, what was the motivating factor that helped push you to kind of take the steps to do the writing full time? Um, well, COVID definitely helped when, uh, when everything was shut down, my, my business kind of shut down. And so I was at home and spending my time writing and realized during that time that, you know what, I, I really love being at home and, and, and writing and having that freedom to, you know, to, to work in this way rather than having a schedule and going into the office and, you know, you know, trying to, you know, work my business and, you know, all of that. It was like COVID gave me the opportunity to, to see what it would be like to do things differently. And so, you know, having, having the gift of, of being home for six months, you know, without a schedule and, you know, being free to, to write or create or do what, made me happy. And, you know, whether I made money or not, it was like that, that was a, I was able to set that aside. Like it was this unique opportunity that how often do we get that where, okay, you know what, just, just don't go to work for six months and you can just stay home and, you know, see what happens. You know, that's, that's unreal, but yeah. it, that's the way it was. And, and so that opportunity opened things up for me that I saw, oh, you know what, it would really be nice to be able to do this full time that, you know, if I could just, you know, and as I was, you know, opening up to writing more ideas for other books. And so like, I've, I'm already working on book three, and I've got an idea for book four, and you know, yeah. another whole series. So it's like, when you when you get into that flow, then then more opens up. So that's well, you just said the word when we get into that flow. Um, so much more opens up and comes our way. And, you know, you, you said you, it was during COVID. And I think we had so much to reflect upon at that time and to decide what works for us and what doesn't. And we had to have a choice, you know, to right. stay with what wasn't working or make changes. But I, I know for me, if I stay in something that doesn't work, um, my body goes out of whack. Mm -hmm. And I have to make those shifts. Did you feel that way that, okay, before we went to COVID, did you feel like, okay, something's not working and I need to make a shift where yeah. you already feel that way? I, I was feeling it. I didn't know what it would look like. I didn't know what it was going to be. You know, if something, something had to change and, you know, but it, but it's trusting, you know, staying connected and, and, you know, following that, that guidance that we were talking about, but, but then trusting that, okay, if I take that step, you know, uh, it'll be okay. Whether it works out or not, it'll still be okay. And, you know, it's just keep, keep trusting and taking those steps and um, being open to whatever unfolds. 
well, that's a, that's a big word, the trust, mm -hmm. you know, trusting and, and knowing when you're feeling it in here and you just don't know the how, I'm learning to let go of the how and trust. Because I think sometimes for us perfectionists, we need to know, okay, how, what is the plan? How am I going to get there? Well, also being in business, that's what you teach. Okay, what's the plan? What's the goal? Mm -hmm. And surrendering that how has been amazing because the, 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 the possibilities and opportunities come. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, you know, it's, it's trusting ourselves and also trusting, trusting in the universe that, okay, you know what, it, whether I, whether I make it or not, uh, I'm still okay. And it's, yeah. it's okay to fail sometimes, you know, it's, that's part of, part of our journey. It's part of what we learn and what we, what we move on from. Absolutely. Um, and there's no failure. It's only feedback, which is funny. Right. That was going to be one of the questions I asked was <laughs> during this process, what was something that you perceived as a failure that later you saw as a blessing in disguise? Mm. Well, lot, lots of things because, um, you know, I, I started off writing the first book. Um, well, I, I, I had no, and I never thought I could, would, would be a writer at all. I, I went, 25 years thinking I, I couldn't write. I wasn't a writer. I'm not good at that. And so the inspiration came to me in a meditation that I would write a book. And I was, you know, thinking, you got to be kidding. I, I'm not a writer. I, I don't know the first thing about this. Um, but it just kept coming back. And and then, you know, the, the ideas of, okay, what the book would be about. And I still said, well, I don't know the first thing about writing a book. And so then, you know, the a class came up and, and um, a publisher and, you know, all of these things started lining up, making it possible for this to happen. Mm. So, um, you know, yeah, and each part, you know, yeah, I didn't know what I was doing. And the, the first time the book came out there, there were mistakes in there. There were, you know, grammar issues. There were, you know, all of these things, the book wasn't perfect. And yet it was, it was what I needed to do to, to prove to myself that, that I could do this thing that I never expected that I, that I was capable of, of at all. So uh, it, the first book came out four years ago and now I recently republished it. So I, you know, went through and re-edited it and got a new cover and, you know, so fixing all of the things that, that I learned from that first time and, you know, making it better. And so, you know, all of this process of, you know, what we learn as we go along, you know, we take these steps and we learn from them and, okay, I can do this better next time. And okay, now I can improve on this and now I can, you know, take this next step. And it's, it's all just part of the process and not to shut ourselves down saying, oh, you know what, you're, you're terrible at this. You're, you know, just, just give up, just, you know, right. the perfectionism. Yeah. Yeah. But it, and, and I, I people, how many people can say they've written a book, whether, whether it's good or not, how many people say, Oh, I wish I would have could have written a book, but I didn't, or, you know, it's like owning that, that, you know, this is an accomplishment and this is something we can be proud of that, that we put that out there. And there's a vulnerability in writing, whether, whether you're writing fiction or nonfiction, there's, you know, I'm like sure. it's, it's coming from, from your soul. It's something that, you know, that you're birthing and, and you're sharing it with, you know, all of these people. And it's, it, it's, it's a scary very, thing. It's very scary. And it's very vulnerable. 
Mm -hmm. like you said, because even in fiction, I'm sure you see a lot of yourself and your characters and Lily. And I'm and, sure, and yeah. Because yeah. inspiration has to come from somewhere. Mm -hmm. I, I think there's there's part of me in in all of the characters, whether they're you know the main character or the side characters. Are you know I'm like. And, and there's some of the people that I know and people that I've worked with. And, you know, it's just like this compilation of, you know, things through my life. And it's not it's not my story by any means, but it's, you know, all of the stuff that I know is mashed into this mm -hmm. this story. And, you know, if people say they they hate it or it's awful, you know, that, you know, it hurts. <laughs> you know, you you feel like, oh, you know, how can they say that about my baby? But it's you know, it's still there's a reason for it wanting to come out and yeah. that's now did you ever as a, as a young girl when you know out playing did you ever think like I wanted to write a book one day did you ever think you wanted to be a writer or like how did this come about how did the writing piece come about? actually I did you know I was I was a bookworm and and I liked to write I was constantly reading but I also was writing so I was writing stories and I was submitting to writing contests and things like that when I was in grade school and in high school even. And when I went to college, I, I was still considering being a writer at that point until I uh, took my first college composition class. And, and I, you know, was like shot down and everything I wrote was torn apart. And, and that was that like taught me that you're a terrible writer. You're, you're, you know, you can't be a writer. You know, so like I completely shut that down, believing that I wasn't good enough, that, you know, you don't have any, you don't have any skills. You, you know, you're not a writer, you know, all of those beliefs I took in. And I believe that oh. for, you know, 25 years. <laughs> those limiting false beliefs. They're bullshit people. <laughs> well, you know, what? and a, just a, a stupid thing of taking one class in college that just completely, you know, I, I took that in. I, I wasn't aware of it, that that's what was happening at the time. But, you know, I just, you know, I, it just There's runs in the background and you, you, you just don't do it. You know, I don't know why I wasn't writing or thought I couldn't write, but, you know, it, it wasn't until I really sat down and thought, thought about it that I'm like you know I think it was that class in college you know <laughs> went back to that just that one thing but you know if I I wish we, all this wisdom and knowledge we have now it's like I wonder gosh I wish I had it then you know but then I wouldn't have had we wouldn't have had all the experiences and lessons so that's how we gain the wisdom mm -hmm. well you know if I would have if I would have been a writer right from college I wouldn't have gone on to be a healer and had all of the wisdom that I've experienced through these last 20 years mm -hmm. as a healer, which now I put into the book. So it's like everything has a, there is a reason and a timing behind it. Um, there, there, there really is. And um, mm -hmm. even as I'm, you know, coming to the end of my book, I mean, I started it a few years ago with Shanda and, you know, Shanda and she said, take your time because there's going to be situations that come up that need to be in the book that you haven't even experienced yet. And she was so right. And so, mm -hmm. like you said, it's just it, everything happens when it's meant to happen. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. everything happens when it's meant to. At least I feel that way. 
Although I'm impatient sometimes. And I <laughs> no, I am too. It, it's hard to sit back and just let it be rather than, okay, come on, we got to make this, right, <laughs> make this <right>. show. <laughs> like, look, I'm still a recovering perfectionist. I'm a recovering, you know, um, control freak. So those pieces are, are still there. But I trust, like you talked about trusting, trusting the universe, um, trusting the how, how it unfolds. And I heard you say that once you had the um, idea that you wanted to write, the writing classes came about, um, the right people came into your into your life. And, and, and I can say the same thing for, for myself. Once I made a decision um, to do that, the right people showed up. Mm-hmm. Something that we've been talking about is healing. And you talked about this book is a fiction um, book to help, you know, in the healing and transformation of the reader. Why is it important for us to heal our past to create an aligned future? Mm. Yeah, that that's a good, you know, it, the experiences of the past, they, even, even if we, um, we can push them aside and we can compartmentalize them and we can, you know, have it so that we're, we're not, um, we're not experiencing the emotion of it. You know, we've, we've packed it away really nicely, but because we're holding that energy, we, we still end up um, bringing on a lot of the same patterns. So like in um, the second book, Solicitude, um, the main character is a woman who's escaping an abusive relationship. And part of the healing that she needs to go through to, um, to heal that or to move on to a healthier situation it is um, stuff from her childhood when her father was abusive. So it's, you know, be, and because she was still holding a lot of the beliefs and the energy and the emotion of, of that time of how her father made her feel and the, the beliefs that, you know, he, he kept telling her how worthless she was and, and what a bad girl she was. And, you know, all of those things, um, she was that that's how she saw herself. She didn't think she was worthy of anything better. And so then she was getting into, you know, relationships where, you know, the men weren't treating her very well. And, you know, it's like she was in this cycle and a part of her believed that that's the cycle that she belonged in, that that's just, you know, just her life. That's just the way that it is. But in going through this healing process and really, you know, clearing away, looking at some of that old, old baggage and old emotions and, and seeing what's, what's really true and what's not, you know, what is it that we've, we've carried and we've believed, but really Mm -hmm. isn't true about ourselves. Um, When we, when we can look at that clearly and, and get rid of the stuff that isn't true and, and really tune into what is true for ourselves. That's when we see that, you know what, we're really not the way that we've been trained to believe and and when we can step into our truth and and um who we really are that's when we open up to all the amazing things that that life has for us whether it's happiness or love or a healthy relationship or um a career that's more fulfilling or whatever whatever it might be all of it yeah and i mean i can um i can speak from my own healing journey you know, I never realized that I had these patterns because I, same thing, I went from one abusive um, situation to, to the next, not realizing, I mean, I was attracting that, 
based on the beliefs that were created based on my experiences in childhood, same thing. I was told I wasn't good enough. I wasn't worthy. I wasn't deserving. And so what was I going to attract in my life except abusive situations? Mm -hmm. And we just, and then I just thought that was the norm. Yeah. You know, until something clicked in my head, thank goodness I was, you know, young. Well, I was young enough, but it took years to break those patterns. Mm -hmm. And then we step into this transform transformation, but it's not easy. It's a process. Yeah. Because at the core of it, we say, okay, just believe in yourself. Just know your worth. But how do we get there to know our worth? Right. Yeah. We have to, we have to dig deeper and, and sort through what is the, that, what are the beliefs that are going through our minds? And okay, is, if I, if I'm hearing that, okay, you're, you're worthless, you're no good, you know, is, where does that belief come from? Is that, is that something that comes from within me? Or is that something somebody told me that I just took on, you know, and, and really, you know, looking at those things and, and okay, is, if, if this belief is saying that I'm not worth it, um, do, do I want to continue that? Do I want to, to, to keep that in my head as, you know, this is, this is who I am. I'm, I'm someone who's not worthy or do I want to let that go and, and bring on a different belief that one mm -hmm. that, okay, I do, do deserve to be happy. I do deserve to be loved. Yes. I am worthy of, of all yes. of this. We all are. And if you are watching, you are worthy no matter what. <laughs> Those voices in our head are bullshit regardless <laughs> of where they came from. So yeah. Oh, that felt so good. You are worthy. I see you. There we'll you see. go. <laughs> wow. Thanks, Chris. Uh -huh. <laughs> Brandy's here with us today. Brandy. Karen's with us. Karen. Oh, I miss you, Karen. Um, this is so good because you know I could keep going on this stuff. Well, and it's not just abusive patterns, it can be, you know. Any pattern. It could be a pattern of, you know, not having enough or, you know, the, the, the lack of abundance or, you know, the um, not feeling like you're good enough that no matter what you do, it's not good enough. And, you know, it, there's a lot of these different, different patterns that, that we all are in, but it's um, yeah, it's, it's, it's going in within yourself and, and doing that healing and peeling away what, what is the, what is the, the garbage? What is this, the lies and, and find out what's really true. Um, and how do we want our life to be? Is this the life we want to continue? Is this the pattern we want to stay in or, or do we want to um, step into um, one that's more, um, more in alignment and more um, empowering for us? I like that. You just said this. Well, we're talking about stories and you wrote these stories and we also tell ourselves the stories, like those limiting beliefs, we create these false stories. Mm -hmm. And what a blessing that we can go back and create more empowering stories for ourselves. Yeah. Reframe exactly. the old story to new stories. Something that's been great for me is I'm Byron Katie. Mm -hmm. And she has the four questions. But the, the one that I start with is when a belief pops up in my head, um, I mean, you know how long it took me to do these lives. I mean, mm -hmm. you're with me in the mastermind and then I couldn't even show up. And and what was helping me was, you know, I, I, I suck. Now, is that true? No, there's some things I'm good at. 
And mm -hmm. so Byron Katie, I love when a story comes up in my mind, I ask myself, is that really true? Is that true? Is that really true? And then that's helped. And I think just asking yourself that has our mind kind of just start questioning it. That's where we can begin to shift the story because now our mind's like, hmm, is it really true? Yeah. Yeah. Bringing that awareness in, bringing right. our attention to it. Mm -hmm. Bringing the, well, awareness is key. Yeah. Yeah, um, it is. Gosh, I wish I knew all this years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have all those painful stories to share and overcome, right? <laughs> so I know you also had your own transformation and your shift. What was the hardest part of your shift, of the transformation? I, I think um, uh, stepping out of, of what was expected or... Mm -hmm. um, acceptable um and being different um you know the fear of judgment the fear of what what mm -hmm. will people think what will people what will people say about you know if i'm if i'm doing something woo woo <laughs> you know it's like um yeah that that fear of criticism and judgment i think was was what held me back for a long time but once i stepped into it and like, okay, you know what, I'm, I'm just going to do this anyway, because it gets got to a point where it was too uncomfortable not to be who I was meant to be. That's a good one, Chris. The, the, the pain of, of being um, crammed into this box that didn't fit me anymore was, was, um, was, was so uh, uncomfortable that I, I had to do something, you know, it was just, uh, I just couldn't, couldn't, continue just being just being the way it was um so so finally you know taking a step to um to 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 do what what my soul was calling for um even though it was scary it was it was freeing it was like it's like being let out of a cage you know <laughs> freedom yeah and um even though you know this, the the cage might feel safe, um, there's so much more out there than than what was in the cage. So, well, I like what you said. The cage felt safe, but was it benefiting us? Was is it benefiting you? Right. Yeah. And they say like we never grow from that space of safety and comfort. Mm -hmm. What's yeah. that poem where it says the day comes where it's more uncomfortable? Um, being in a tight butt. What is, I know if anyone's um, on with us, do you know which poem I'm talking about? The day comes where it's more uncomfortable staying in that tight bud. Huh. Yeah, it's perfect. I don't know the poem, but that's exactly it. And and then, you know, from from the bud, then when once the bud is able to break out, it becomes the, the beautiful flower. So... Yeah. Like the caterpillar, I love the analogy, mm -hmm. the metaphor of the caterpillar. Yeah, um, be, because we do. It's like if we're in a situation that isn't serving us, we can't stay in that situation for the rest of our lives because shit's gonna happen. It's gonna come up to push us out because our ultimately our spirit and the universe are in charge, mm -hmm. yeah. um, and that cosmic two by four will come um, to push us to push us out of that comfort zone. Mm -hmm. because that's not where we expand. We don't expand in our comfort zone. And it's it's been amazing to witness your expansion. 
It yeah, really thank helps. you. <laughs> Same to you. <laughs> so if there's someone that's watching who's interested in writing a book. Because I, I meet so many people and so many, everyone has an incredible story. And I hear like, oh, I should write a book. And my answer to them is you should write a book. Mm -hmm. But they're like, well, I'm not a writer. I don't know where to start. <laughs> what would you say to that person? Um, start by journaling, start by, you know, just, you know, not, not writing it as, as you would think it would be on the store shelves. That's way too much pressure, but just, yeah. just start, you know, putting things down, whether it's on your computer or on a notebook or whatever, but just, you know, getting that out of your head and onto, um, just writing it down, getting it out. Um, and then you can always go back and look at it later to see if there's, you know, how can you bring it together to make it a book? But I would, I would just start with, you know, just journaling and without any expectation, without any, um, uh, like it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be anything. It doesn't have to be for anybody but you, but just, you know, getting that, getting that out there and, and getting into the, the flow of writing. And the more that you do that, that opens up to, okay, if I can write in a journal, then I can write, um, I can write a short story or I can write a, um, a blog article or I can write, you know, then you just keep growing it from there. Um, but just start with little steps. Now, do you self-publish? Do you have a publisher? What, what do you suggest there? What do you recommend? Right now I'm self-published. Very nice. So, yeah. And, um, yeah, the first, the first time I, um, I published with, um, with Shanda, with mm -hmm. a hybrid publisher, and I learned a ton that way, um, you know, about, about the process and about, you know, and it was nice having somebody that was, um, you know, taking care of a lot of those steps, but, but Great. now, um, you know, wanting to be a, a full-time author, it, it's, um, been better for me to, to have more control and, and to, you know, take responsibility for each of the steps myself. And so it's been a huge learning process. It, it's That's like, huge. you know, now, going you to college and learning a whole new thing. Um, totally. But it's like you take a it's class been, to learn to self-publish. Did you just YouTube? Did you Google? Yeah, I, I, I did. Um, I did an online class and then I'm also in a, um, in a publishing school. So, right. you know, it's like an online thing where I'm, um, I have a, a mentor and group coaching calls and stuff like that. So, so I'm learning about the process, but I'm also, um, you know, I, I have an editor and I have a cover designer and I have, you know, other people that are supporting me too. So, so it sounds like once you make that commitment or you have clarity what you want, the pieces, the people, the possibility yeah fall into place they did yeah uh, awesome. that everything it, it, even still you know like I said with the first book you know the those the people in the classes and everything started popping up when I need them that's still happening even you know along this whole process when I needed to um, make a decision about whether to publish the republish the first book and and how I wanted to do it and and you know, like the universe just kept showing up, you know, that, okay, here's, here's an option and here's another opportunity and here's a person to help. And here's this, you know, it's just like, just continues to, um, to line up. Um, it's beautiful. And so I'm grateful for that. I'm so grateful for you. And like I said, it's been, um, 
incredible, incredible to, I'm just getting emotional because I've been with you on this journey and it's been incredible to witness. You're just amazing. And I'm so happy for you. Congratulations. <laughs> this is um, incredible. Um, I just got the chills. And so I'm just, um, it's been amazing to watch. And this is, this is what fuels me. So thank you so much for allowing me to be part of that journey, for coming on today to share and connect with our audience and to share a little bit. Um, I'll show you. I got the, I just got my paper covers, paperbacks um, this week. So gorgeous. And if someone's interested, where can they find you and um, where can they order? Um, my website is christinegrowth.com. That's my author website. Um, the books are available on Amazon. Um, they are, um, and they're both in Kindle Unlimited. So if, if you're in that too. I got my Kindle copies. <laughs> Yay. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> Thank you so much. And thank you. And I'm going to read more fiction. Um, I think that's something that I never thought about because I've been reading all of these self-help books. So thank you for bringing that um, to my attention because I think I need a little bit uh, of creativity in my life. So I appreciate you bringing that. And for Welcome. those of you that are watching, thank you so much for being here with us today. I'll put Chris's information um, at the end if you need it. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to put them um, in. Chris and I will come back and take a look. And as always, I thank you because I know there's a hundred different, hundreds of different places that you can be. And I appreciate and I'm grateful for you being here with us. Thank you, Grace. It, it's been fun to talk with you, but also um, fun to share about, about yes. my books because it's not, it's not typical for um, fiction books to be, you know, like the, it's, a, it's a different combination. So it's been challenging to, um, to get this out to the people who need to read them. So I'm, I'm grateful to, to talk with you and share this with your audience and I'm just grateful to be here. So thank you so much. My pleasure. And thank you. Like I said, turning me on to a new way of, of healing through these stories. So I'm like, definitely looking forward to continuing reading your books. I appreciate thank you. <laughs> and thank you all of you for watching. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share and rate. And until next time, I really wish you an incredible, incredible day ahead. And I wish you all the magic that you deserve. All right. I'll have a great day. And Chris, hang on with me. All right. All right. Thank you. Bye, guys. love. Thank you so much for listening today. I am so grateful for you. I'd like to show you my appreciation by gifting you a free forgiveness self-hypnosis audio download. Part of living the fun and fabulous life is practicing forgiveness. Forgiveness can be such a long and challenging process. My intention is that this forgiveness audio will help you in practicing forgiveness, especially with yourself. Grab it by visiting daretoachieve.com backslash forgiveness. For more inspiring tips, make sure to connect with me on social media. Drop me a line on Facebook or Instagram at Grace Redmond Dare to Achieve. Until next time, keep moving forward towards living your fabulous life.